get like motion sick. And that's really how you can tell uh, that you're getting older. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, you do kind of have always kind of had an issue with that. Like you have to drive in yeah. the car. Yeah. Uh, you cannot ride roller coasters without I mean, wetting I can, yourself. I can't ride roller coasters. I just use the excuse of motion sickness as to why I don't want to. It's more just like, mm. you know, yeah, dude, falling to my certain death. It doesn't really seem <laughs> thrilling to me, you know? Now, see, I love all that stuff, but but I kind of... Would you skydive right uh, now, today? I bungee jumped like five times. Oh, my God. Dude, I could never... I would never I be able to do younger. that. Yeah, I don't think I could... I, I couldn't skydive now. I... There, as you get older, there ha- there is like a little bit more fear. Like, I've noticed that when I was a kid, if we went to like a fair or like a carnival or something, like I would ride all the rides, and some of the really high ones, I'm like, nope, man. I know that that, that was put together by like a 16 year old that was like smoking the whole time, mm. and I do not trust it. Yeah, I mean, I think the very last time that I went to Six Flags, I was riding the Batman ride, and my mm, my. For those of you that haven't ridden it, or I don't know, is it a different ride in other states? I'm not sure. But the Six Flags Mm. over Georgia has a Batman Mm. ride, and it was fun. I I enjoyed it. But the problem was, like, the harness goes over your chest area, kind of, and then there's, like, two handles. Mm -hmm. But it just, like, it's one of those things that it just, it only gets tighter. You can't, like, loosen it back up. And I remember one time I had it, like, too tight, which... Too tight. You know, yeah. I'd rather be a little too tight than too loose. Well, hey now. Ooh. Then, Ooh. Uh, God. <laughs> Welcome to season four, huh? We're off to a real pure start. Howdy, folks, and welcome back to season four of your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad. We are a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minor in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. Whew, I did that in one breath. You did. But you also said minor in instead of minors in. And minor in, yeah, that's what we minor in. You wrote it wrong the first time. I just corrected it. The show and mine. Good news, guys. Four seasons in, we're still arguing. We are your hosts, Woody Brown. And Tyler Bent. You know, every season, it's kind of like weird getting into the the new season. That season, Mm -hmm. I mean, that episode one of whatever season, there's Mm -hmm. all this like pressure to me anyway. And then ultimately we end up just being like, look, man, let's just dive in. Let's catch up. Let's talk about some random stuff that we've been going through. We've been on this like... God, now almost like two month vacation. It feels like too long. It was too long, but way we, too long. But but like I needed it a little bit. Okay, yeah, well needed. It's yeah. kind of like that, you know. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Did I say it mm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know I have that I tendency that I inherited from my mother of just like really messing up for eight, like 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 minor stuff, yeah. minor in minor in. Anyway. It's finally felt like, man, I can't wait to dive back in there. I can't wait to talk mm-hmm. about some of this crazy stuff that we've been, you know, sort of chatting about outside mm-hmm. of the podcast over the last couple of weeks. A lot of really fun and interesting things, you know, ahead for this year. Yeah. Well, first, before we dive into some of the the things that we kind of just wanted to randomly talk about today, mm-hmm. I got a couple of thank yous up on the on the top of the show that I want to make sure we get out before we go any further. Mm-hmm. Number one, first, a shout out to one of our listeners, Adam, who sent us a CD copy of his project DFI in their album Monster Season. And I got to tell you, folks, you can find, I think, most of these songs on YouTube. You should definitely mm-hmm. check it out because it has become one of the things that I've been doing a lot of over this holiday is just making a ton of tabletop terrain, basically, for, for our Dungeons & Dragons game which mm-hmm. we'll also get to in just a second. And so yes. for me, and I'm, I know Tyler's exactly the same, so this is one of those situations where I know I can speak for both of us. Mm-hmm. I always like to have something on in the background that kind of just puts me in that creative zone when, I, when I'm working on something, you know, uh, with my hands. And Correct. 
sometimes, you know, a movie's okay, but then you find yourself distracted. You're looking up instead of at what you're working on. It's just not the best. Mm -hmm. So, Adam, thank you so much for sending this to us because I have literally put it in the old CD player and just chilled and vibed to this music. For those of you wondering, it's sort of like, I mean, it's, it's just a really cool blend of like samples and turntables and saxophone and amazing beats. It's just, I don't know how to explain it, guys, but if you're a fan of our show, I think everybody listening is going to dig this, this CD. So go check them out. Mm-hmm. You can find it. So DFI and the album is Monster Season. The song mm-hmm. that I always like to open up with is actually the first track, Blood Moon. It's just, it's awesome, man. So thank you so much for sending this, bro. I was actually just listening to it before we started recording. And um, yeah, it's definitely cool. It kind of reminds us, or it reminds me of our good buddy of the show, Jesse Phillips. He did, well, him and I kind of did a remix of Tokyo years ago for mm, our yeah. uh, Japanese release. But it's kind of that similar sort of thing, like like sort of drum and bassy and like house kind of stuff. But then like a lot of samples. And it also kind of reminded me of, um, you and I are big fans of like Bonnie Bear, which is, mm-hmm. it's stylistically, it's very different from this. But I think it's really cool when like bands or like artists have like horn players, mm-hmm. you know, on like, I don't know, it kind of, it can kind of sort of change up uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's very sort of genre-bending, I feel like, mm, yeah. in a way, like, to, to have you, horns on some stuff. Yeah, like utilizing non-traditional instruments in mm-hmm. a, a, a genre that usually doesn't have them is just super cool. Right. And in, in terms of the beats and stuff, I love it that it's like actually analog drums that, he, that he's playing mm. rather than just, you know, like an 808 cool. or something, you know, um, yeah. which is also cool, but, you know, yeah. I, I just I yeah. love that, man. So... Thank you so much. Also, big shout out and thanks to our new patrons. One second. Mm. Oh, here we go. We got some new Patreon supporters over the uh, the holiday. And as you guys know, it's part of what really kind of, uh, you know, keeps us afloat in terms of the show being able to, um, the, you guys mm-hmm. give us the, the means to be able to you know, uh, get the proper equipment that we need and, and, and that kind of stuff. But also just, you know, it just, it's fun to kind of have a more, like an even tighter knit community of people that we can talk to and, right. and you know, yeah. riff off of. But so thank you very much to new patrons, Jared, Ted, Samantha. This is how they want us to say it, Cobra Commander, which I love that name. Uh, love Jeff, it. spelled with a G. Um, I always love that spell. Now is that... Is that like Giaoff? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's how it's spelled. Giaoff. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yow-oof. Probably just insult them. So may cancel today, actually, when they hear that. Um, and then also, <laughs> lastly, Roman. So thank you guys for being one of our best friends. If you're interested in yeah. joining or checking out our Patreon, uh, you can do so at patreon.com slash that would be rad. We actually call it the rabbit trail. Uh, because, you know, it's one of those places where we get a little bit more, uh, as Tyler would like to say, a little looser. Um, yeah. A lot. Or what do you like? I, to, I don't edit out all of Tyler's ums. So, <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> yeah, you get like 25% more ums. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on a the good Patreon. value for your money, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It is funny how, like, I, I think, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong in this, but I sort of, I sort of view our listeners as probably like, d- like two different in two different camps. So like, mm-hmm. you know, one would be like, okay, I'm listening to this stuff because I like the topics. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm into paranormal stuff. I'm into like, you know, the '80s nostalgia stuff. I'm into all that stuff. And then I feel like the other folks who really kind of get us are the folks that are here to listen to just our stupidity, <laughs> our rambling, and uh, the Patreon, the rabbit trail is really that in its sort of purest form. So yeah. we really do appreciate it. And another way that you can, and I hate that we're just doing this so much on top of the I show know. here, but uh, one of the things that just makes our minds just explode besides, you know, <laughs> freaking, no, 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 I'm not doing it here. <laughs> this is not a sponsored part. I'm talking about oh, how, like, when when we get a new review or we get something oh, in the mail, yeah. like Adam sent us that CD. It's just, it's incredible, yeah. man. It's such a cool, I don't know. It just makes us feel like we're actually doing something. We're creating something that is enabling us to connect with other human beings on this on this uh, 
this world, you know? Yeah, for But sure. I got to read this latest review because it just made me smile so big. I immediately texted it to you. Mm-hmm. And so it's a five-star review, I think. Yeah. Yeah. As they should be. And it says, I can't wait for season four. I just spent the last few weeks nonstop binging this podcast. A friend from work, in parentheses, it says, thank you, Eric. Uh, Thanks, so Eric. Also, thank you, Eric. Uh, mm-hmm. Sent me a link to their episode about urban legends in the 80s. I was hooked from the first few minutes, and I haven't stopped listening ever since. This instantly became my favorite podcast. There are other shows that cover similar topics, but in compar- this is like, uh, you know, hard for me to say out loud because, you know, it's like I'm complimenting us, but <laughs> it, I didn't write it, they did. It says, I'm going to get this tattooed, but Yeah, no kidding, the whole part. thing. Uh, and it says, but in comparison to Woody and Tyler, they sound forced, not as cool, and damn sure not as funny. So mm-hmm. glad I was recommended this show. My daily life is better because of it. I mean, wow. Amazing. Thank you yeah. so much. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is interesting just being sort of a podcaster, which, I mean, we never really expected to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It kind of just happened. For our new listeners, we we just sort of wanted something that, you know, we could leave to our kids because uh, we were sort of talking one day and just the idea of like, man, what if you what if you found like a recording mm-hmm. of your parents when they were younger mm-hmm. they're talking about like the things they're into yeah. and and like how cool would that be? And it was like, well, we already have the gear yeah because we've been in bands for years. We, we have the expertise in editing mm-hmm. and sound design and graphic design. So it was like, why don't we just I mean we're already talking an hour right. every day. Yeah. So, wow, uh, so yeah, so that's that's how we got started. But what I was going to say is, like, sometimes sort of what Woody was sort of alluding to up top is, like, you know, being in a podcast, like, of course, Woody and I are always talking and stuff, but it is kind of a lonely thing because you sort of make this this product and then you sort of send it out into the ether. And the only way that we really, you know, know if, like, we're on the right track or or we're you know, being entertaining or whatever is when, whenever we see these these reviews and stuff. So they really do, like, make mm-hmm. our day. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, and everybody that reaches out, whether it's on our Instagram or whatever, it's mm-hmm. just uh, it's just awesome. I mean, yes, we can tell when we look at, like, the, the data and all that, but that's boring, man. We want to know. Oh, yeah. it, it makes, it, it's just, uh, it's so impactful to us whenever you take the time out of your busy lives to kind of let us know, what you're thinking, or hey, check this topic out, or hey, you know, that doesn't look like Star Jelly. That looks like, you know, somebody threw up or whatever. I mean, like that kind of stuff is just yeah. the best, man. I love it. Which, by the way, you've refused to really talk about this, but tell me a little bit about this Star Jelly. Dude, I don't, okay, let me just set the scene for a second, okay? Cue the okay. spooky music. All right. I am walking, uh, well, I was running in my neighborhood. And it mm-hmm. was, um, I, I want to say it was Sunday morning. It might have been Saturday morning. I don't know. It was one of those. And it was still dark outside-ish. And of course it was. I had done a couple laps of the of the old hood, and I was actually kind of on my cool-down part um, where I just kind of like walk the last bit of the neighborhood. And I just looked down, and there's this section in my neighborhood. We live, you know, right on the lake, essentially, the neighborhood especially my, right um, on the water yeah <laughs> not my house specifically but a lot of the houses in my neighborhood it's a lake neighborhood and in this specific section the homes are also like very um i guess relatively speaking far apart from one another so it's not a modern mm-hmm. it was built in the 80s this neighborhood was developed in the 80s and so the homes are you know spaced out from one another this section specifically they're even more spaced out and there's no like there was no overhanging trees where I where I saw this there was no um really like it was kind of in between the houses and there was just this weird clear gelatinous material on the ground mm-hmm. and at first just like anybody kind of just looking at something I was like well I mean it, let's just put it this way it was an, there was enough volume of it that I didn't think it was some sort of um strange bodily fluid or something mm. just that happened to be on the ground. I mean, yeah. at first I thought, well, could it be like maybe like deer slobber or something like that? But whenever I touched it, and by the way, okay, I took plenty of microbiology classes. I'm never going to just like, wonder what happens if I put my finger in it. 
you know, that's not going to have. No, come on, man. No, I shouldn't have. I used a stick because what if it was like poisonous or something, you know, dude? Uh, I used a stick because I wanted to judge, you know, the consistency. You know, was it really viscous? Was it really more like, you know, um, elastic in in nature? What would happen if I poked it in and then like pull? (laughs) (laughs) I was was waiting to see how that was going to end. What would happen if I poked it in and pulled it back out? We'll just play a little game called Ouch, Ouch, You're on My Hair. Okay. Oh, God. Anyway, oh, I-, I wanted to s- just to see what it... <clears throat> I just wanted to see what it felt like. So I just put the tip of the stick <laughs> in there gently. <laughs> oh, man. It just gets worse. Where was that, man? Oh, so I'm there. I'm, like, poking it with the stick. I just want to see what it does. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like... It, it was like, I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't so like, you know how like if you put your fork in jello, it just kind of like goes straight in real easy. It was a little yeah. bit like harder than that, mm. if that makes sense. Interesting. And there was, like I said, enough of it that I just felt like, man, I don't know. So I just took a picture of it and I was like, hey man, I think I found some star jelly. <laughs> and you're just, it was Sunday because you're at church and you're like, like an hour later, you're like, Yep, that's what it looks like. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the fact that you didn't, like, at least bottle it up is very disappointing. Well, dude, the reason for that is I'm not bringing that into the house. What if it is some sort of alien organism, and now I've got mm-hmm. it in my house, and it turns into some sort of thing? What if I touch it, and I become, like, uh, venom? Or what if I touch it, and it's actually just, Ooh, simply put, cooler. a biological creature from this planet, but it's poisonous, and I die, and then they die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I still feel like it's a risk that I would have been willing to take. Mm. I would have at least got like just a little bit. Just well, it sounds like a risk bit. that I'm willing to not take. But it did remind me of one of my favorite things that I've ever read, and I'm going to read it to you now. Mm-hmm. You ready? Okay. The Unquiet yep. Sky. We expect rain, snow, sleet, and hail to fall from the sky. But when fish frogs, stones, and other unlikely objects fall, we are dealing with other celestial phenomena. Foremost in the realm of aerial mysteries are the thousands of sightings of unidentified flying objects. Mm -hmm. These have been so widely publicized that to the mind's eye, their saucer-like profile is as familiar as the shape of conventional aircraft. There are also many astronomical and atmospheric oddities, including strange sounds, that seem to defy explanation in spite of the proliferation of techniques and instruments designed to interpret such phenomena. Mm. And anyways, it got me thinking again about, and I know that we did an episode about this, I don't even know what season, but I'll make sure to, you know, pop it in here. You can hear more about this rad strangeness on That Would Be Rad, Season 2, Episode 45, Star Jelly, Angel Hair, and the Missing Thunderbird photo. We barely kind of touched on I think star jelly. Yeah, and I definitely want to go back to do like a, uh, um, God, what is the guy? What's John Collins, name? Joe Keenan. No, this is the guy that wrote that that book, uh, The Cosmic Speed of Life. Mm. I think on the episode we talked primarily about like angel hair and that kind of stuff. But while you're looking for that, let me just kind of remind everybody what uh, star jelly is and it's called a couple different things over time. Sometimes it's called like the rot of the stars. Yeah, um, which is so cool. A lot of times it's, you know, um, being called like a plasmodium or or related to actual. And, and here's another thing, man. Ann and I were talking about this. My wife, Ann and I were talking about this the other night. And it's like there's so many weird things that exist in the ocean, but also just in microbiology in general. Like, mm-hmm. for example, uh, slime molds. I mean, you're talking about an organism that can learn, basically, that can regenerate, that can solve problems and puzzles. I mean, and it doesn't have a brain. So let me yeah. read this. Star jelly is one of several names for gelatinous substance supposedly found uh, at the place where a falling star has landed. Other old names for the same thing are star sloth, star shot. Uh, disgusting. And in Welsh... Oh boy, here we go. Pure ser, the rot of the stars. Yeah. 
Since star jelly is usually said to evaporate before a thorough analysis can be made of it, now I see why you're mad at me. Yes. Attempts to identify the substance are conjectural and conclusions vary. What they all have in common is the assumption that the material, whatever it may be, has no connection with the stars. The two main contenders for the leading role in the star jelly mystery are Nostok and Plasmodium. Nostok is one of the blue-green algae and grows in bead-like strings, so not the thing that I saw. Plasmodium is a general name for gelatinous congregation of slime molds or certain kinds of fungi. And I will say, um, well, here, one other thing here. Other kinds of gelatinous substances that are generally agreed to have fallen from the sky have been described as the egg masses of insects or amphibians, but having no apparent connection with the fall of luminous bodies, blah, 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 blah. Um, here's the thing. When I lived in Indonesia, we had a swimming pool um, in the back. And we would have like, I mean, my mom hated the swimming pool for multiple reasons, but one of them being that it was constantly full of frog eggs, dude. And so we'd mm, have to like yeah. clean the pool out before we'd get in there. Otherwise, you're swimming in this gelatinous frog egg yeah. crap. This yeah. was not that, okay? The other part of it, I looked up some plasmodiums and different, you know, fungi that would possibly be in this area in North Georgia, close to the lake. It's not impossible to think, oh, well, this one, I've never seen anything like this before. And all of the pictures that I looked up were not this. So, mm. you know, the next day it wasn't there. So I'm not sure what it was at all. Um, it was interesting though. Yeah. The book, by the way, the book I'm thinking of is uh, by Trevor James Constable. Mm. And it's the cosmic pulse of life. That's and it, he, dude. Yeah, he he's one of the, if not the first guy to really talk about like, and again, we're going to do like a full episode this season on this, but it's like, he talks about like uh, sky jellyfish mm. and like these sort of creatures like sky beast or sky whales. Yeah. And I kind of think that like even the like rods phenomena, mm -hmm. I think they're probably you know, linked in there. So yeah, that stuff's fascinating though, man. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. Or a vampire. You think you really know what's happening around here, don't you? Don't you? We're fighters for truth. Justice and the American way. Hey, this is Woody. And this is Tyler. And you're listening to That Would Be Rad. And now, back to our show. It's just, it's wild stuff, man. And like like we always say, especially if you're new to the show, you've, boy, you've gotten a, an earful of just randomness today. But, mm -hmm. you know, our take on a lot of these things is typically like, man, well, I mean, it's the name of our show, right? That would be rad if mm -hmm. that was a thing. And if that's a thing, no matter what, like these phenomena exist and nobody really knows a lot of the time yeah. what they are exactly. Sometimes, you know, it could be a mistaken biological being. I think over the, the break, I posted this um, picture of this crazy looking... I don't even know, like a cat-like creature that exists. I mean, there's just so many creatures that exist on our own planet that are mm -hmm. just incredible to to look at and mysterious and elusive that it's really hard for me to just like draw a hard line on XYZ oh, yeah. is non-existent or is this or that. Uh, the mystery about it all, and I guess like the pursuit of finding out more and learning more is really what it comes down to in terms of our entertainment value. Oh, yeah. So would you say, you know, um, kicking off season four, yeah. uh, how would you say that your opinions have changed uh, with the amount of, like, research that we've done, you know, for three Dude. full seasons? I mean, the funny thing is, think, I think about that a lot, actually. I, I, mm -hmm, even, I, I even, like, watch shows Differently, we were just talking about this. I don't think we had hit record yet, but we were talking about True Detective. I went back and watched mm -hmm. the first season uh, so good, because, man. like, it was just like the fact that a new season came out. I didn't watch three 
uh, season oh. three. I watched season two, but I remember not liking it as much. And so anyways, yeah. it, it sparked me to be like, man, I want to go back and watch season one. Especially mm. since when we did, um, oh, what was the episode where it was like the guy... Like the, the key yellow, and yeah, stuff? yeah. Mm-hmm. And somebody had said, "Oh, yeah, that reminds me of True Blood." And I was like, "I mean, True Blood." Jesus. Uh, that <laughs> Which reminds we've me. watched True Blood too. We actually love True Blood. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> first few seasons. Yeah, I thought Michael's character was hilarious. Um, oh, it was amazing. Uh, yeah. And also, what's her name? Well, there's two. Always there's Lizzie Kaplan, and also, um, who oh, we're definitely going to have on this freaking uh, show, Deborah and Deborah Ann Wall. She's yeah. going to be a guest, and I can't wait. wait I don't for think it. that's right. Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah, it is. Probably I thought it was like a they ran wall wall. That's what I said. Wall. You um, said wow. Wall. I don't know how to say it right, but she's going to be a guest because she's super into D and D. Okay. Anyway, I went back and watched it, and it's like I notice things more now because they mm-hmm. talk about the king in yellow. Yeah. I. It's sort of like you know when you're a kid and you have a favorite car. And you feel like, you, for me, this is how it was in my family. Like, yeah, I really want this car. And they're like, well, I hope you get a job. <laughs> and then the next yeah. thing, you, you're just constantly seeing that car drive by. It's, oh, yeah. It's, that's what's happened with this show. It's like I view the world through a different lens for sure. Mm-hmm. That said, besides the star jelly and then maybe what I saw in Michigan out of the corner of my eye, maybe like Bigfoot just hightailing it through a cornfield. Mm-hmm. Um Outside of that, and I'm okay with this, by the way. I haven't really had any like experiences. I think that other than the ghost hitchhiker family, you did. Oh have that. God, yeah. Well, but you that was before. That. Yeah, but that was before the show. I'm oh, saying oh, like I, I haven't since. You know, like yeah, I, my mid, eye yeah. is on that like side of things, and I just haven't. Mm-hmm. I say that, and like I'm not putting this in the show, but I do need to tell you this. So the other morning, dude. This is dead serious, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Wait, why can't we put it in the show? Well, it's a little too personal. You sharded again. No, no, no. I was I was out. It, like, I had just dropped Woodrow off. Man. It was wild. That's really man. cool. Yeah. Wow. Very, very cool. That's crazy. Yeah, you, you know, that was like one of those things that I remember like growing up being into... Um, you know, anything like with like ghosts and stuff. And that was like such a big thing back in the day to hear about like, you know, suddenly like we smelled, you know, flowers or like cigar smoke or like grandma's perfume or uh, I've always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll put I'll put that in the, uh, yeah. I think I feel like that was, it's personal, but I think that I like the, the, the idea of the patrons being able to share that experience with me, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, yeah, so to answer your question, <laughs> uh, I think my perspective has changed. I'm far more open-minded. Even just whenever you mm-hmm. said, oh, yeah, I think, you know, the sky, like you mentioning Sky Beasts 10 mm-hmm. years ago to me, I would have been like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or or yeah. even you used to talk about rods like it was going out of style. Jose Escamilla. You know, you used to, you used to like mention that all the time, and I would just be like, okay, cool, man. I don't know what it is, okay? Yeah. It's just yeah. I'm I'm way more hip to the the conversation, man. Like I was so mm-hmm. closed minded. That's one of the things I'm so grateful for in this show is it's opened me up to like all these cool stories, these uh events, these things that I had no idea about, you know? Ever. Yeah. I, I yeah. just stopped it's like I stopped being interested in it at a certain point whenever I was a kid and then just mm-hmm. never got back in. So it's like I'm diving back in to this wealth of fun stuff to talk about and to learn about yeah yeah what what about you what about you uh (laughs) no i yeah i i definitely agree i mean it's been interesting for me too because like you know and i've said a million times like i i've i was the kid checking out the you know supernatural and paranormal books from the library so i've been like a long time fan of this stuff but it is interesting for me because the just the like wealth of research you know going into these shows and stuff i feel like i feel like i've made multiple sort of changes you know like like starting out the show on season one i thought i thought ufos were like an more than likely probably an extraterrestrial thing with like hints of like interdimension you know interdimensional sort of attributes Mm -hmm. 
And then I would say it sort of moved more into like, well, maybe everything is interdimensional. And and I'm still on uh, sort of in this mode where I think a lot of it may sort of all be kind of like like tulpa generated or like sort of mm. this sort of egregore thought form kind of stuff where like we're sort of maybe imprinting these things on our reality. And then as of this last season, which has been a real big turn of events, I would say that, you know, like the Fomorians and like uh, the Nephilim and this sort of uh, like Book of Enoch and like fallen angel thing, like maybe a lot of these like cryptids and that kind of stuff are, are actually linked back to that, which is the same stuff that in the ancient Irish folklore, you know, they were basically talking about the same stuff and they were the, called the Fomorians. I kind of think that, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the older you get, I feel like if you're if you're doing it right, and this is something that we've sort of said since, well, since day one. Judgmental, but okay. Well, well, I'm just going to say I think I think if you are open minded enough and you you do kind of throw out your sort of confirmation biases or biases, mm-hmm. I guess. I think for for us, it, sort of our our motto has always been like it's okay not to know, and so like we don't really know what any of this stuff is, right. but. I, I kind of like the fact that that our views have sort of changed, mm-hmm. you know, through like multiple seasons. I, th- I think that's that's kind of a healthy, you know. Yeah. Outlook. Oh yeah, man. And I mean, I think like it's cool to watch that progression and and to know that it could possibly change again. And, yeah. Right. Um, because it's like you might hear another theory that's like, oh man, that's really cool. I mean, we were talking about the true crime stuff before we got started too and how how much fun it is to kind of, I think that's what's so addicting about true crime to me. I don't like mm-hmm. the 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 gore of it and I don't like the, the heartbreak of it. Yeah. I like the discovery of how the detectives, you know, I love, I, I love Columbo. And so I like to see you sure that do. in real life, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then another thing that's been so fascinating and to me is I just don't think I ever realized how much I loved time travel and oh, the concept yeah. of time travel and stuff. It's become like such, I basically make everything time travel. Why is Bigfoot yeah. here? Because he's time traveling. Time traveling. <laughs> we were literally just talking yesterday about, um, uh, is it premonition? Uh, no, no, predestination. Predestination. Yeah. I say that every single time. Um, yeah, if you guys like time travel, go watch this movie, Predestination, and make sure your phone is like out of reach and you're really focused. Because yeah. I had to look up, it's like, a, what does it all mean, Basil? Yeah, it's a trip, but man, is it like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a great it's, movie. It's, it's, it's weird it's definitely weird and it's it's one of those like you're you feel a little like your mind feels a little swimmy now uh speaking of movies did we talk about godzilla minus one on the show at all or was that just kind of like i'm not sure i i don't think so well which don't spoil it because i'm not going to spoil it at all but they are re-releasing it in theaters for a third time um in black and white only though which is oh, cool. so freaking cool. Yeah, that's uh, I, cool. I, like Woodrow was asking if we would go back and see it, and I was like, I mean, I've seen it like now three times in the theater. Have uh, you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, wow. maybe it's just twice. I took Woodrow, and then we took my dad, who, hmm. like my my dad, traditionally I don't think would... would it, it's just, dude, I'm telling everybody listening right now, if you like Godzilla, no matter what, which is basically where I'm at anyway then you're going to mm-hmm. love it, I think. If you're a Godzilla fan especially, I think you're going to love it because of how it really pays an amazing homage to just like the original Godzilla in general. It's just very, very well done. Also, yeah. the difference between like sort of the big blockbuster American Godzilla and this one is like this is the... In- this one is the characters you actually care about Mm-hmm. The characters are people that you feel for, that you sympathize with, that you empathize with. I mean, it is, this is going to be a bold statement, and I may live to regret it, but this is in my top, like, 10 movies of all time, easily. Wow. It's incredible. 
incredible, dude. When it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray, I'm buying yeah. every special, the most expensive special edition of it because these creators deserve every penny of my money, dude. And because you're very wealthy, so. No, no, no. I'm not the one buying, uh, you know, $75 binders. Well, that was that was my daughter. She used her Christmas money. Okay, so she's wealthy. Anyhow. She she actually, she's more wealthy than I am. Um, which is a good time to say, guys, if you want to be a patron. <laughs> head on over to the rabbit trail. So anyhow, I highly recommend Godzilla Minus One. I don't know if it's worth mm -hmm. going to see it in black and white, honestly, because some of the effects are so cool in color. I just wait until it comes out. But uh, mm. it's, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. Which I mean, we we've said on the show like the Godzilla versus Kong or Kong versus Godzilla. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Going back um, and we Woodrow and I went back and watched some of those mm -hmm. after seeing minus one, and we we're just like, yeah, pretty cool. I think the first one is like, I don't know, all the sort of. Interrelational. That's what I'm saying, stuff. dude. The characters suck. Just wait. Well, not dude. not in Kong versus Godzilla. They were awesome. They're okay. Like the yeah, the, the little conspiracy girl dude in the yeah. They're okay. Trust me, dude. It, it hmm. it's hard. It's so hard to explain. This is one of the best movies of all time, dude. My god. Wow. And like, it gives you, uh, you know, this is literally when I say post World War II Japan, I mean like a few days later post World War II Japan. Oh, and interesting. You're getting a, this incredible perspective of Japan in that time period and the culture and how beautiful the people are, man, and and how just the, the honor and humanity of people. And, you know, going in, you would think, as an American, and I think this mm -hmm. is okay to say here, going in, you're going to think, post-World War II Japan, we all kind of know what happened. Um, mm -hmm. Boy, this is going to be a slam piece. You know, we're going to come out feeling like, uh, you know, how dare you, America, kind of thing. I mean, mm -hmm. truthfully, I thought maybe there was going to be some of that sprinkled in. Couldn't be further from the truth, dude. It is mm -hmm. a movie about unity. It's a movie about family. It's a movie about love. It's a movie about whatever. And just happens to be that Godzilla's, you know, terrorizing the place. So it's just, it's just fantastic, man. I cannot recommend it enough. And in case you guys are wondering that are listening, because I recommended that dang Finnish Christmas movie or whatever, uh, rare exports. Yeah, rare exports. And I mm -hmm. we got a lot of I got a lot of grief about that. First half was awesome. Okay, this is not one of those scenarios. Godzilla minus one freaking rocks. Um, I I do like the idea that they're they're kind of going back. So I th I guess like sort of in the modern age, we are sort of um, I don't know. We're kind of looking at Godzilla as like, oh, well, he's like a good guy or he's hmm. this. With this one, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like sort of taking back to the, no, 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 it's like a terror. It's like... Yeah, I mean, he's just like a beast that happens to be yeah. on the planet. And so just like in in the sense of a Dungeons and Dragons game, it's like, what would this giant monster think? Well, he's probably not thinking. He's just like, I'm hungry. What is right. this? You know? Um yeah. It really does take it back to, I don't know how long it's been since you've seen like the original black and white old school 50s Godzilla, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. very much that sort of theme where, you know, there's these like Japanese sailors on a ship and they're like, what is, you know, what is that? And, you know. Ah, oh, dude, you almost did it. You know, God. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh. By the way, the whole time you were like talking about the Japanese, I was just thinking like, man, this kind of sounds like, like. Woody at one point made a really racist statement, and now he's what? sort of trying to smooth it out by being like, "The cult, it's just such a beautiful culture." No, and it is the dude. You'll like, no, no, I'm no. just kidding. It's it's like I know it can probably seem like that, like, and it's not just because I'm obsessed with manga now and all that. It, you are it, welcome, but dude, it's just I can't I cannot wait for you to see it because in the same way that I was telling my dad before, we went, he's like, you know, he really went along. I think just to have, spend some time. With yeah, me and right. my son, right? And so that's like yeah. how we got, that's how we hooked him in. Yeah, but I never would have expected He left, that, dude. He left and he was like, you're so right. You can't explain it to people. You sound silly saying you got to see this Godzilla movie. But he's like, this is mm -hmm. one of the best movies I've ever seen. I mean, it's just so good, dude. And they use like some of the original music and then like, mm -hmm. you know, build yeah, on the top the, of it. Yeah. Bah, bah, yeah. Boom. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, so freaking cool, dude. That's cool. And didn't isn't the like the roar basically the exact yep. same? Yep. And then yeah, they you cool. know enhanced it a good bit, but they used yeah, the exact yeah. file or whatever the exact sound effects. So freaking awesome, dude. Do you know the backstory on that? Like, like where did where did that roar come from? I don't, it's so I don't iconic. know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good. We need to dive in. Mm-hmm. On another episode this season, get ready, folks. We're just, you know, we're getting crazy this year. Well, you know what we should do? I, I may go see it, like, in black and white. I mean, I, Woodrow was like, I was like, I don't know if I could see it. He's like, I could watch that movie a thousand times. Dude, let's let's go see it in black and white, and then we'll do, a uh, do like, a Patreon okay. uh, cover it. Because I really do want to see it. We'll return after these messages. This is Bryce Johnson from the Bigfoot Collectors Club, and you're listening to Tyler and Woody on That Would Be Rad, because that is rad. Oh, dude, you know what I'm going to watch today? Hmm. I'm going to watch the Evil Dead trilogy before the kids get home. And then Mm. I want to watch the new one. Um, I've heard it's good. I haven't seen any of it, though. Yeah, and so the reason, my reasoning behind it is it's been so long since I've watched oh, the Evil Dead too. stuff that I don't yeah. want to just jump into the new one. I want to just kind of immerse myself in it. I remember, like, I was fairly young. Uh, I mainly remember Army of Darkness, and I yeah. loved, I, I saw it in the theater. Well, I didn't see it in the theater. My mom would never would have let me watch that, but... I remember wow, going so over probably Jeremiah's house, my buddy Jeremiah Perez, who was like <laughs> yeah, our guy buddy. who yeah. yeah, our buddy. Um in high school who um well I mean, you know, I say my buddy because I've known him longer. So um Yeah, but the thing is though him and I were like born at the exact same time and we mm-hmm. shared incubators. Oh God. Um I think we've talked about this on the show how Tyler <laughs> and I will just go back and forth on something just to like prove to the other in a joking way, but most of the time I'm yeah. right. No, um, most about who knew about something first. Listeners, yeah. which do you have that friend, honest. do you have that situation with your friends where you always try to like Tyler's always trying to one up me, you know, like, <sighs> yeah, oh man, right. I see, I told, or like, I'll be like, man, I just watched this thing, told you. It's like, uh, no, but because that is the case with us. Like, I literally told you this 15 so years ago. Fake. Man, you should see watch Akira. I gave him <laughs> I gave him a three in one volume of One Piece and he still hasn't read it. And one of these days, down the line, that says nothing. He's that say, lends nothing to God, your this argument. This is so good. I'm gonna say, Tell you. <laughs> oh, we you know what? We did start the show, by the way. I mean what with the kids? Yeah. Uh, what'd they do about that head chop in the first episode? Uh, missed it? Maybe they missed it. Yeah, I was making breakfast, so actually, I mean, maybe, dude, they say some maybe bad, I missed it. Yeah, they say some bad words <laughs> in it, dude. I just feel like maybe your oldest... It's not too bad, though. Okay. But they said the F word in the last episode. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's uh, wow. it's awesome the way it happens, though. Anyway, hmm. the point is this. Tyler's always trying to prove something. But Jeremiah was because the guy I, in my high yeah. school who just, you know, he's the one that showed me, like, the Halloween franchise. Um, he always had like a great scary movie VHS collection. And, and mm-hmm. I say scary movie, but also just like, you know, stuff like the evil dead, which I, I don't really, I don't know why, you know, it, I don't really consider it like scary. It's more because it's Sam Raimi. It's like mm-hmm. this weird campy, campy kind of yeah. gross, but also hilarious yeah. movie. You know, it's like horror comedy. Is that even a thing? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, Bruce Campbell is like the, yeah, like such a natural sort of ham, you know. Yes. Which I think is why I loved Army of Darkness so much because he just had so many great one-liners. And yeah, stuff. but yeah. I've heard, I've heard the new series is actually like pretty scary. Oh, the series? Yeah. See, I haven't even seen the series. Yeah, I haven't either. Huh. Maybe hmm. I'll go back. Maybe I'll watch it today. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I haven't brought this up yet. 
folks listening, what? you know, earlier before we really kind of got started, we were talking about our kids getting into collecting and you were talking about mm-hmm. your, your girls getting into Pokemon and my oh, kids yeah. are kind of into it. They got some cards, but they're just not like, they're the kind of kids that are just like, I mean, wait, what? what the game? So we got like the starter kids so they could learn how to actually play. Um, and of course they're just super into video games. But anyway, all of that to say, you know, listeners, you know that I, when I was growing up, I had so many, just like all of us, baseball, basketball, football cards. Yeah. Well, one day I, w- I just happened to see this thing pop up. And honestly, because of AI art and because of how easy it is to manipulate a photo nowadays, mm-hmm. I thought that this was completely fake. But I saw this person who had a basketball card and on the basketball card, sitting on the front row of this New York uh, Knicks game, oh were the Menendez brothers. And I thought, no way. This is fascinating. As I looked into it, it turns out that it's a real card. And when I looked at the card, I was like, oh my God, I have that year of NBA hoops, basketball cards. I wonder if I have it. So I I went into my, you know, uh, studio closet here. You broke broke into a card shop. Broke out the, the, yeah, broke into a card shop. Um, (laughs) No, I, I took out all my basketball cards, which mm-hmm. I actually have out of like, I have less basketball cards than baseball cards, of course, but I have more basketball cards than football cards. Just a bunch of trivia that you probably don't need to know, but I just thought you should. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I'm kind of going through and sure enough, dude, I have the card and it's just in pristine condition. It's a Mark Jackson, New York Knicks card and in the like mm-hmm. right hand side, you can see the Menendez brothers right there, sitting there. So for those of you that wonder, it's a 1990 uh, NBA Hoops card, number 205, Mark A. Jackson, um, Mm -hmm. who apparently won the Rookie of the Year honors in 1988 after setting the NBA rookie record for assists. Um, Never heard of him. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. But, uh, I mean, isn't that wild, dude? You can see them. They're just sitting front row. Now, this would have been... If I'm remembering, it's been a while. Speaking of true crime stories, I, I don't remember the details too much other than the obvious ones. They killed their parents. Mm-hmm. I think after they did that, they just went on this like spending spree. I think they bought like a Porsche. I think they just like went to all these things, including mm-hmm. front row floor seats at the Knicks. And I think it just, I mean, think about this, dude. The what odds are the that. odds of the fact that you're yeah. sitting in the on the floor, you know, you got floor seats, you just happen to be on a basketball card that year, and it's mm-hmm. two two of the most infamous freaking murderers of our like childhood. Yeah, are on this yeah, card. It, it's crazy, man. I sent Tyler a picture of this card. I was like, "Dude, check this out." And I don't know if your reaction was like mine. You thought, "Dude, that can't be real, right?" Well, I, what's weird is I feel like I had like heard of that. Like as soon as you said it, I was like. I kind of feel like I, like I'm not really a huge sports guy. I mean, I I loved like the, you know, the golden era, like Chicago Bulls and all, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, I was always kind of into music and art and stuff. So sports never really did it for me, but I do feel like I had, I had heard that like somewhere along the line, but man, like when you see the picture, it is really interesting because it's like, you know, if you know the story and then knowing that like, you know, there's just like balling out of control yeah, you know, getting like you know floor seats and stuff. I, it, it's wild that that this is sort of captured in you know like forever. pop culture. Yeah, forever. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, it's just what, like you said, what are the odds? Yeah, and that I still have it, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this is the lesson. And so we're going to be doing like right. a we're going to be doing a giveaway. No, <laughs> um, if we get to ten thousand, we're going to give it away for free. 10,000 five-star reviews. I tell you what, you want to know what? If we get 10,000 five-star reviews, I really will give it away. Okay. We'll do a raffle. Man, that's a, that's a lot of reviews. I don't know. Are there any, like, do you want to spill the beans on any sort of um, episode topics that you're thinking about diving into this year? Do you, no, let's hold that close to the chest. Well, I'm going to give a little teaser, and th- I'm not going to give anything away. With this, okay. but and if you do, I'll just cut it out. Go ahead. Yeah, just cut it out. Part of the reason that you know there's been a little bit longer 
of a release than what we wanted is we're trying to sort of coordinate with a possible guest, which we're over the moon about. It, it's going to be like really special, yeah. uh, especially to us. It's sort of mind blowing, sort of this iconic thing. Yeah. And so we're super excited. And uh, so, yeah, we have actually we have a few guests uh, yeah. sort of in the chamber for this season. So we're we're super excited about that. I will say too, real quick, since we're on that topic, you know, if you can, one of the things about our show is for the most part, we don't, it's not a guest interview show. And so when we do invite someone on, it's because we really freaking adore them in some way, you know? Yeah. We, we love what they do or mm-hmm. we're just like humongous fans of them or whatever you know yeah well well okay so here's a here's a little hint the no hints dude no no no. i'm just gonna say it's a this person's contribution to i don't know like pre-internet mysteries yeah is so just incredible just that's enough of a hint that's all i can say yeah okay I, th- I thought you were going to pick it up. No, I, I was just going to say that that's, I don't want you to spoil it anymore. Um, I know that I want, there's well, there's just a bunch of uh, topics that I want to dive more into. I know that there are um, a lot of time travel stories that we haven't even gotten to yet. Brendan from Tasmania sent us one a couple of days ago mm. um, that I want to dive into. I've kind of heard a little bit of about it, a little bit about it before. There are plenty plenty of cryptids that I've kind mm-hmm. of read about recently that I want to go over and also some like yeah. really cool localized strange creatures slash, slash legends that some of our other listeners have talked about and even suggested might have been uh, the star jelly origin so there's just so much and I'm just so excited mm-hmm. to to dive in we're gonna do a lot more on the you know pop culture stuff, reminisce more about the 80s and 90s. You know, my kids are oh, really, yeah. you know, my daughter is really kind of like, my my son, who's the oldest, loves music. Mm-hmm. But he's just sort of like, if it's a good, if it's a great song, then mm-hmm. it's a great song. My daughter, on the other hand, the youngest, she just gets sort of into a band and then just deep dives into them. So she's super yeah. into Oasis and Blur right now and also like nice. Blink-182. Uh, oh, fa- dude, her favorite yeah. song right now this is so funny because of the show. It's called Aliens Exist. You remember that song? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Hey Mom, there's something. And, mm-hmm. and then you go back and you watch like the live versions and you're like, boy. Yeah. They're lucky. Yeah. Lucky dudes. Because <laughs> boy, those <laughs> live performances are They, they sure are. Bad. I mean, they could write a good pop punk song. Man, they really could, yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny that you're talking about music because my youngest, Elliot, who's five, she currently has two favorite songs. One is The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's a good um, one. It is a good one. It's really good, especially that that bass line at the end, the outro. See, I love the uh, intro, the, the foot, pe- the... Bam, the kick. Yeah, the kick stomp, and then like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the other song is a new song by a metal band called Architects called Seeing Red, I think. And she likes it just because there's like... You should listen to the first, like, I don't know, 15 seconds of the intro. He does this thing where he's like... Bleh! And it like kicks in, and it's it's oh, really no, cool. it's one of those yeah. things like a throat. Sound. No, but it's awesome. It's awesome. <sighs> What's the little like hi hat? This small mini symbol to be like ting. Oh, like the bell, <sighs> like the Zell bell. Yeah, ting. yeah. Um, no, no, no. It's not like that kind of metal. Th- these guys are like British, and okay, uh, they're really bad actually. Uh, here, actually, one, one of the other goals of, of this season is less ums, less. Cuss words that I have to bleep out. And, um, well, you know, so. Can't make any promises. Please tell me you watched the episode where he does, like, he's like, the guy, the, he's like, go over there and take that guy's tray. Why is that funny? That's not funny. You said it was funny before. He's like, I said it was interesting. (laughs) Hold on, dude. I'm going to play it right now. God almighty. You never do anything. 
I, you you told I don't me you were see sing, it to I like seeing I like the song Seeing Red back when it was whatever that emo band did it. Seeing Red. I don't know what that is. I don't need Just it. listen to actually I'm gonna play it right no, now. No, don't. I mean that's really cool. I, I like the the almost like it reminds me of the, the Pink Floyd sort of school chorus or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. The gang vocal. But also like, hey man, I just want to be able to understand what you're saying. Don't yell at me, dude. Like the whole dude. They're, they're I, I mean, awesome. it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's it is mm-hmm. cool. But also, mm-hmm. yeah, sing it, man. Hey man, just sing it. Well, I just think it's funny because my five year old, like my oldest Amelia, is like you know she dabbles in like some pop stuff and like sort of indie stuff, but Elliot is like, I mean, like the heavier, the better, which is pretty funny. And it's like, it's, I, I, it wasn't me that like pushed it on her. I would be like, oh, this song's cool. And just like, you know, play like one metal song in the midst of like all these other pop songs. And it was like, that was the one that she, you know, zeroed in on. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if what I'm going to show you is going to be as funny if uh, if it's just the audio, because you gotta really, you really gotta see it is the problem. Mm. But it's, hold on. I do want to hear it. You just cut on. it out if okay. it's not funny. Hold but on. I do want to. God, because you gotta see his face, dude. Oh, gets loose. So to Fairfield Mall, as I become a little character named Carl Havoc. Suffice to say, Carl's a lot. We are going to be capturing real reactions from people as Carl kind of messes with their day. Takes their lunch tray, steals a fry off their plate, talks loudly on his phone about his dog is loose. So let's get started as I become Carl Havoc. Oh my God, I don't even look like myself. <laughs> Which, Holy dude, crap. you should see his look face right now. It doesn't, look, it doesn't even look like a real person. Oh my God, this guy sucks. This is going to be so fun. I love like the canned music. Uh-huh. God, dude, you gotta see this, dude. Watching him walk is so funny, dude. It doesn't even look real, dude. Okay, here we go. Hey, Carmine, this is Craig coming at you, okay? You see that guy over there? Why don't you go over and take his tray? <laughs> go take that guy's tray over there. <laughs> She's alone. You thought it was funny. I thought it was interesting. Get <laughs> head off. The prank is that there is a real guy in here. That's the that's the new prank. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, keep, it keeps on going. Oh my dude, god! You gotta dude. send that to me. That's well, I can't. So it's on funny. Netflix, man. I, it's not on YouTube. That one is. Oh not well, on well just tell me that. What it's season two, episode one, like in the middle. Okay. Oh my god, dude! God, I don't funny. know if that's gonna make it into the show, but it's just. Yeah. Oh man, oh, man it's so that's funny, funny. And so weird. And then watch right after that, watch season three, episode one. It's the very first sketch of that episode. It's the VR one, and it's so incredible, man. <laughs> oh, it's so that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, so getting back to like some of the stuff that uh, we're excited about talking about this season, I kind of want to go back into, I don't know that we've ever actually done like a real Men in Black episode, have we? Uh, no. Not an official one, I don't believe. Because there's some, like, really fascinating stuff, you know, like, 
there's a ton of great material out there, like Nick Redfern and uh, David Weatherly have talked about it a lot. But I, th- there's some also like sort of anomalous aspects of the Men in Black that I think would be really cool for the show. You know, that sort of, I don't know, just sort of obscure sort of mm-hmm. parts of that sort of mythos that I think would be pretty well, cool. Well, I mean, selfishly, to be honest with you, other than just kind of the little bit that we've talked about it before, I actually mm-hmm. don't know a ton about it. You know, I mean, we oh, talked man. about it, of course, when we talked about Polybius back in season yep. one, seems like ages yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it here and there with several of the, you know, experiences, probably the uh, the Flatwoods monster mm-hmm. uh, or, um, you know, any of that stuff. The, the any, any time that we've had those kind of episodes, but mm-hmm. I definitely want to dive into it because it's, it is a, it's an interesting uh, phenomenon, you know? I mean, yeah. at, at the very least, you know that there have to be some sort of like government agents that arrive, which tells you, okay, well, maybe this phenomenon was a little bit more intense than the skeptics would believe. And that's that it's very just like surface level, you know? Yeah, that's the but at least so, it, could, it could be. Yeah, so that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think... I think the stuff that that I find like fascinating about it is the are are sort of these encounters where, and you know the majority of these happened in that sort of golden age of ufology, you know, like fifties, sixties, early seventies. I mean, there there has been like sort of you know men in black sightings like since then, like the one in uh, Niagara Falls right where you were actually mm-hmm. uh, that hotel but yeah like the 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 encounters that are fascinating to me are the ones where you know they kind of come in or they show up at a house and they don't really know how to act or like you know mm. one doesn't have any lips so he's yeah. wearing like lipstick to make him look like he has lips mm-hmm. and uh I don't know I think I think there's some really fascinating yeah like that crossover, stuff is, but that stuff is so weird. Yeah, it, it's super weird, and it definitely kind of lends itself to me to, you know, possibly like the black-eyed children, or or black-eyed kids, if you will, or you know, a lot of that kind of like, I don't know. There, there's a lot of these these uh, like we do in every other season. We sort of try to, you know, create kind of parallels between mm-hmm. different sort of areas of of. Uh, like the paranormal, if you will, and yeah, that's definitely something that that I'm I, I'm psyched about on this season. Yeah, because I think when people think of Men in Black, of course they think about yeah, you know, uh, Will, Will Smith, Smith and and Tommy Lee Jones. They don't yeah. really, or like I mentioned earlier, just some sort of like government agent. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't until we started this show, and certainly probably last season or maybe the one before that that I found out about like, well, she also has horse hooves. Or you know what I mean? Like that kind of yeah, weird right. stuff mm-hmm. that is just like, what? Uh hmm? yeah. you know? Um yeah. it's very, very weird. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, this has been as random and rambling as ever. And I would say that this is the perfect kickoff <laughs> episode for season four. We're super psyched. We can't wait to dive in and get granular this season. If you want to find us, and if you're a new listener, head on over to our Instagram. Leave us a comment. Shoot us a DM if you have your own story. That is one thing, too. I know that we stress in the other episodes, but I really want to stress that one of the things that we love the most, uh, like Woody was kind of talking about at the top of the show, is you know we love hearing back from you guys. We love hearing... Uh, whether it's like a review or, you know, you guys jumping into the comments or DM or or even leaving us a voice memo on our website. That's the stuff that we love. And we'd really like to feature a lot more of that stuff this season, which we already have plans to as is. But the more the merrier. We want to hear from you. So if you want to shoot us a DM to tell us your own story, if it's more long form, shoot it to that would be radpod at gmail.com or even better, tell it in your own voice. There's like a sort of a voice recorder option over on that would be radpodcast.com. There you can go to the any sort of podcatcher. You can listen to the show. You can leave your own story. It's sort of a one-stop shop over there. Buy us a coffee. Go find some merch. All the things. 
Oh, the Patreon, the rabbit trail. Yeah, that's <laughs> obviously head on over there and join the rabbit trail if you want more of what is over here on the free feed. And, uh, you know, it really means a lot to us. Absolutely. Uh, you got anything else, Woody? I think that's it, pal. All right. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. And as always, be rad. That's the way it I'm wondering if that, I'm wondering if that got too in the weeds because uh, we didn't really like like talk. You know, it was just kind of like talking about. It. I thought we were going to talk about that a little later. <laughs> I don't know. Should we it's, stop uh, and restart? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I feel like my voice sounds weird. Mm-hmm. I think this magic mind is making me no, nuts <laughs> over here. <laughs> oh, oh, should we start over, dude? I just <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, Howdy, folks, and welcome back to Wowzer. Oh